0: Friends, welcome to another episode of Catholic AdLib, where we love to spend time periodically talking about the Gospels, right? The Gospels, where virtually everything is contained in them because the author is God himself. And today, the topic is word on the street, and I think most of us know what that refers to, but my mind was was wandering a little bit, as it does a lot of times in prayer while I read or after I read the, uh, the readings for, for the day. So this phrase came to me, word on the street, and expounding on that or in, uh, several different versions of word on the street might be, what is public opinion? or the consensus, or what's the scuttlebutt? What's happening? What is popular belief? What is the prevailing belief? What is being said among the general public? What is the, I love this one, the collective consciousness? As though someone is in charge of that, right? Well, someone really is. We don't give them credit. Uh, then there's the public at large, public sentiment, conventional wisdom. And then the last one may not be well known, but when I was growing up, I used to hear uh, a phrase that went like this, according to Hoyle, Hoyle spelled H-O-Y-L-E. And I remembered that this morning, and I was thinking, just who in the heck was this, this guy Hoyle, or what is Hoyle? And I learned that Hoyle, and and it was a phrase that was popular years ago, maybe the 40s, 50s, 60s. But the phrase refers to a a British writer, Edmund Hoyle, who was alive in the 17th century. And he wrote, for all you game lovers, uh, Edmund Hoyle wrote extensively on the rules of card games. So I suppose when there was a debate about the rules, People would say, "Well, according to Hoyle, fill in the blank," and that was, that was extended to just a general phraseology of that what the public, public belief was about a lot of things, public opinion, word on the street. Okay, I think I think you get it. Um, and all of this came to mind today. I'm going to touch very quickly on the first reading from Leviticus chapter 19. The Lord said to Moses, so. Before I go any further, that is extremely clear, is it not? God is speaking to Moses, and he says, so we should pay attention, is what I'm trying to convey. The Lord said to Moses, quote, take no revenge and cherish no grudge. Cool. Okay. Um, Not extremely difficult. Um, I'll I'll do my best. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Book of Leviticus. Thank you, Moses. Thank you, God. And I want to contrast that for just a minute with the Gospel, Gospel of Matthew, chapter five, where Jesus essentially begins speaking to his uh, followers by saying to his disciples. You have heard that it was said. And I think maybe for a lot of us, when we hear this, we start to cringe. Because if you if you want to put that in, in modern lingo, Jesus is saying, look, here's the scuttlebutt. Here's the word on the street. Here's the opinion at large. Here's conventional wisdom that you hear all the time. And get ready, because Jesus is about to rock our world. I always like to say Jesus is provocative, and man is here. This is a perfect example. So Jesus is essentially saying, you know, you've heard it said in the old law. Now, he doesn't specifically quote the law, but everybody knew the Old Testament back then, right? they 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 knew the essentials of of how to live. And instead of getting even or saying an eye for an eye, which I love the quote from Gandhi, I, an eye for an eye making the whole world blind, Jesus turns it up several notches, several letters, levels. You've heard that it was said love your neighbor, and hate your enemy. Which, let's face it, we all can agree with that. But then he says, and this is where we cringe, but I say to you, love your enemies. Friends, I don't know if there's there's anything more challenging in, in all of Scripture. That that short phrase, three words, love your enemies. And for me, this is a perfect example where the law comes alive. So we we have the law of of the old scripture and, and Jesus makes everything new, everything. The scripture comes alive in Jesus. And then he also extols us to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Okay. Let's let's look look at ourselves in the mirror. Can I be perfect? Hmm. I have a long way to go. If yesterday is an example, I have a really long way to go. Tomorrow might be more of the same. But here's what I know. I cannot do this on my own. I can't write my own rules and expect to achieve perfection. And I think therein lies the key, achieving, striving. So what are we striving for? I believe our our Heavenly Father, our Creator, knows that we don't flip a switch and say, like we're going to start a, a a diet tomorrow. I'm going to flip a switch and I'm going to be perfect tomorrow. Good luck with that. It's going to take a whole lot of prayer and a whole lot of guidance from the Holy Spirit. And we still may not get there. Why? Well, because we're flawed. Plain and simple. And if we don't if we don't think we are, and I love the quote from Peter Kraft, you know, if we don't think we're flawed, if we don't think we're sinners, Go back to the planet that you came from. You're not living in this world, right? So again, what are we striving for? The word on the street, general consensus is what we, what we need to strive for is our self-described happiness. And that's a recipe for disaster because that's what our world is telling us. Be happy and you need to be your own person. You don't need rules you don't need some outdated church or religion to tell you how to live we have everything here that we need to be happy wealth pleasure power honor just to name four and if i can steal a page from the gospel i say this is me talking we need to strive for the holiness that jesus recommended that he told us to focus on, to strive, strive to work toward. And this brought me to a relatively famous quote. I see it periodically on sites like LinkedIn. Vince Lombardi, the famous football coach from the Green Bay Packers said, quote, gentlemen, we are going to relentlessly chase perfection. Knowing full well, we will not catch it because nothing is perfect, but we are going to relentlessly chase it because in the process, we will catch excellence. And then he ended by saying, I am not remotely interested in just being good. Wow, I'm not remotely interested in just being good. I think I should get a t-shirt made up like that, honestly. And maybe I'll have it written backwards so that when I look in the mirror, I can see it plainly. I'm not remotely interested in just being good. So in the Old Testament, we heard about grudges. And in the New Testament, we hear about hatred. Very, very clear from the mouth of Jesus. That, That we are not to hate our enemies. We're supposed to love them. Turn the other cheek. And, you know, again, we don't flick, flip a switch and have that happen. But if we want to do better at that tomorrow than today, we need to pray. We need to pray for that. So again, the prevailing belief the general public, the collective con- consciousness would say all of what we read today in the gospel about turning the other cheek and, and loving your enemy and not getting even as a bunk- bunch of hogwash. And if we harbor that, we're never going to strive for perfection. And that has to be our daily goal. And yeah, we're going to stumble a lot we got to get back up and commit to striving for perfection as though coach lombardi were have it has a whistle and he's blowing it right in our ear uh but but more than coach lombardi it's the ultimate coach god who who wants us to strive for that to strive for that and to get up again dust ourselves off and and achieve holiness. And I'll close with this. I heard recently, and I think I may have mentioned this prior, that prayer, and again, we need prayer to achieve perfection and holiness, but prayer amounts to three things. Please, thank you, and I'm sorry. So, Lord, please help us achieve perfection. Thank you for any perfection that we think we may have achieved without being being humble in that process. And I'm sorry for the times that I have not achieved perfection. Please. Thank you. I'm sorry. And I'll end with this. We are approaching Lent and what I hope to achieve is a short daily podcast, very short, maybe a minute, maybe 30 seconds, uh, every day during Lent. That's my goal. It's not a goal that's going to make me achieve perfection. But I just want to uh, devote a little, little more time on a consistent basis. I'm a very very inconsistent with a lot of things. So uh, if it helps, great. If you want to forward it, great. If you'd like to share any thoughts, as always, CatholicAdlib@gmail.com. at gmail.com would love to hear from you please know that i will pray for you and that you may draw closer to god this lent and celebrate easter like you never have before because the resurrection i, I would challenge you if tell me what else is like the resurrection nothing and it's all for all of our benefits that's it for today. God bless. Would love to hear from you. Catholic at gmail.com.